I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplett and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw is Triple X tonight. (laughs) Oh, well. I don't think I've looked forward to a Raw for quite some time. Uh, it will disgust... As much as this. Or the statement, actually, both statements apply there. Yeah, it'll disgust and yet not surprise my esteemed colleague that there is a match on this show that is the most hyped I've been for a wrestling match in 2023. We have had uh, <laughs> best of seven series decided. We've had Kenny Omega's return to Japan. Yeah. I swear to fucking God, if WWE did a tweet, as we sometimes get with Dynamite, where like, oh, the opener is going to be announced, they sometimes do it with PLEs, we're going to be starting raw hot with the da 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 da. I'll be getting the cereal out. It's tag team title match. Jesus Christ, I, I cannot wait for it. I'm a little bit let down that due to travel situations mm-hmm. and stuff beyond WWE's control, I guess, that we won't be getting probably the best version of Bloodline segment. Um, you know, we'll get into the details of what we will get instead. But that the fact that that match remains and the possible outcome and the possible opportunities that come from that, I absolutely cannot wait. The rest of this best prepare yourself for a complete disaster, and then maybe you won't be completely disappointed because previous Celebration Legacy tribute shows have not gone well. <laughs> are you doing a bit? Nope. Or? Straight up answer to a straight up question. Are you more excited about the Judgment Day versus the Usos than you were for Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay? I am not doing a bit. I am more excited for the Judgment Day versus the... I mean, mainly because there's, like, meaningful stakes. <laughs> That's a bit... <laughs> However, I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for it. Are you staying up late to watch it? If if I knew they're on first, like, I'm not watching a three-hour show from one in the morning when I'm up, like, basically an hour and a half after it finishes. However, if this was on first, I'd cling on for one o'clock, watch the opener, and then go to sleep after. Well, I say that. I probably wouldn't because I'd be too on a high if yeah, the Judgment yeah, Day win the, win the bails. The judgment, I prefer the Judgment Day. Like, Will Bond's thing, I know he's not doing a bit when he says the Bloodline is his favourite story in wrestling. Judgment Day is mine. Like that is my that is the thing I look forward to the most of all the wrestling shows every single week, and they might win the belts, like they might defeat the team that haven't been beaten for ages. Like that's not nothing. The Usos 
tag team streak at this point has been established. I don't love the Usos as much as a lot of people love the Usos. I'm not. I don't like the Young Bucks much at the moment, but I'm not an Usos better guy. Like, I know there are levels to this game. However, like, they've been established as this unbeatable team. And, like, the judgment day might do it then. Uh, might get it done. Literally, on my own time, pre-rolled content, on my own time, just watch Omega Osprey unspoiled. Mm-hmm. With just the security blanket of our, don't really have to do any content when this is on or yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So if you don't get the cereal out, you're a big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it's raw. You kind of take the risk. It's going to be like, we're coming later on. It's like, you deep into hour three, you've sat through some absolute turgid backstage poker segment or something like that. When I'm getting to the tag team, match, my eyes are bleeding. Do you think the Usos are going to lose the raw tag team titles? We might as well talk about it now, Sage. I tell you what, right? Very rarely. Do I uh, compare AEW and WWE in a flattering light? Mm-hmm. I'm about to do it here, okay? Before they started taking the piss, and before they said, oh, let's do this instead of the rankings, no. I absolutely loved AEW's um, championship eliminator gimmick before they took the piss because it added the shred of doubt to the doubtless outcome in that most AEW matches are predictable. Mm-hmm. But when they attached, again, at first, the Eliminator gimmick to a non-title match, you'd always think, what's the worst that could happen? They're not mm-hmm. going to really upheave their plans. They are simply going to give you another match from which you're going to take the loser that bit more seriously after the fact because they've won to mm. get there in the first yeah. place. And I don't think they ever did it. Or they might have done it once. Mm-hmm. Um. But the idea is, Jesus Christ, there could be an actual unpredictable outcome here because they've given themselves an out. So if nothing else, the second match will be very predictable as per, as is too often the case in AEW, I will admit that. The idea that the Eliminator existed was good. I love the idea. If it's a bait and switch and the Usos are just going to do it, even if the outcome is the outcome, the same one as it's been for years, the Usos win. I love the idea that they've had the idea to separate the uh, belts in terms of which ones to go for because you'd never in a million years think that Judgment Day are beating the Usos so close to the all but inevitable but greatly anticipated Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos match at WrestleMania. The idea that it could be for one title doesn't detract from the Usos aura because they still held those SmackDown titles for ages and ages. This just gives them actual stakes for Raw to play with, which this show has lacked badly for several months at this point. Even if it's a nice little detail, a bait and switch, just to give you more drama on the night, I think it's a very good decision. But I do think they'll do it on that basis. You know why? I don't think they're clever enough to give you that little bit of shred of doubt over the outcome with this really cool idea. I don't think they have these cool ideas. That's why I think the switch is happening. If they have had this idea... I'll love it, and I'll put it over to the hilt tomorrow on that basis. Uh, the quality sh- Who is it? Is it Dom? Yeah, it's XCON Dom. Obviously, he's the first name on the team sheet, and then yeah. I think probably like Damien Priest or whoever can... Make up the numbers. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently... The one Finn's got his injury, hasn't he? Uh, that's another reason why they may not... Well, that's the, the thing. Yeah. They're saving Finn for Edge per all the latest mm-hmm. dirt sheet reports. <laughs> so the idea of Dominic Mysterio doing it, is it too stupid? Or is it 
just when I think you couldn't be more of an idiot, you go and totally redeem yourself. So Speaking I, of redeeming, belt Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> like... Two, two Has he already sent you the photo? You've already shot. belted them. That's how useless they are. I don't care about that. Like this th- version of the truest version of himself. Yeah, not with that loser. His final that form. His final form. Yeah, I want two red belts over his shoulder this week, and then next week, two purple ones because <laughs> they've had custom straps made. Because they're the judgment day. Because they're in the fucking judgment day. Yeah. But to Cedric's point, like we've kind of dogged the booking of the United States title. Because it's been nowhere near on a par with what they've achieved with the Intercontinental title on SmackDown. The Judgment Day are the most overact on Monday Night Raw, like on their own terms, away from when Roman shows up, away from whenever like top business is being done. It's the Judgment Day show at this point. Then Judgment Day? The Judgment Day is. Them winning the tag belts would be Gunther having the Intercontinental title. <laughs> that would be the sort of the central point of what's happening around Raw because it isn't the US title. It isn't this... Whatever Austin Theory is up to, because he's dull. It is not boring three-way feud with the wrestlers that should be in more interesting things than the things they're involved in. So, like, there's even a kind of narrative justification for the Judgment Day, haven't it? Because they're all they're getting like they're those multi-segment acts now, aren't they? You know, you see them backstage, then you see them do a promo, then you get them doing a match. They're relied upon. So them having like we like already we've seen the potential of them as heel champions because of like look at the like the match with uh, Alpha Academy. Like run it back with the belts yeah. on the line now that they're probably going to be established as babyface. It's not like they've got now to do if they win them. I I can't wait, man. I'll be, like, how do you see? How do you see it going down? I like I just re- I'm going with my heart. Like I really want them to win. I love the act and I want to see that vindicated with them winning the belts in a match that will feel super significant if they beat the Usos. Like I say, um, so I'll just be completely devastated if they don't. I would like them to win through. Um, not bloodline miscommunication as such, mm-hmm. but the fact that now, like... It's time to do it, though. Yeah, like, they they found a very justifiable reason for Sami Zayn not to be there when Kevin Owens was kicking ass on SmackDown. So they're now thinking of ways in which the bloodline can suffer a little bit, the, how they can be gotten to. So if they've already written around, let's say they do the, um, the bloodline segment first, and there's been some sort of trial, and Sami Zayn's devastated and been banished by Roman. Something oh, like that. More, It'll be more creative than that. I have genuine faith that we're more mm-hmm. creative than like what we'd spitball. But Sami Zayn is no longer there. And as a result, uh, the Judgment Day somehow outnumber the bloodline in a big, you know, like maybe Solo Sokoa takes him or something, like get him out of here solo or something. So there's just not the numbers for the bloodline. And then the Judgment Day get it done. Their heels too. But like in the moment, it's going to be super heated because Bloodline or like the Usos, especially, often really good at playing situational baby faces because the act has been really over. The Judgment Day can cheat; they can just out and out cheat. Rhea Ripley is a difference maker that the Bloodline might not potentially have a counter for. Like she would have faced up with Solo Sokoa and not back down. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways you can get to this result in a really satisfying and climactic way that also feeds the um, Bloodline, Kevin and Sami Zayn stuff. I think that this will headline the show. Sorry. That's all right. And I also think that at the start, they're going to go to the well again of, I love that angle so much when they took the T-shirt off him. It felt like it pitied Sami mm. Zayn, like an actual emotion of, oh, don't do that. It's horrible. And I think he's Sami Uso tonight. Really? I think the trial is, the verdict is innocent, and you're... 
well, I, I don't like the House of Black. I'm getting it wrong. Him and Solo go out on the town, and that's why they're not there to help. In the All that, yeah. but what's... Uh, <laughs> I thought when you said you're doing it backwards. The sentence. I thought you were going to say, sentence. yeah, you're guilty of being an absolute legend. <laughs> yeah, you'll do that. <laughs> yes! And your sentence is, you're Sammy Uso now. Oh! But... You are no longer the honorary use. Because it's a gaslighting thing as well. It's like, he's going to... Punish him just as much. Yeah, but he's given him this as this like ultimate gift to keep him on the hook. That's yes, the abusive nature of their relationship at this point. And then in sheer elation, he feels like, well, I can do what I want now. I'm part of the bloodline. He comes out as Sammy Uso, and on the same night, he's Sammy Uso. He inadvertently costs him the title. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the trial. Like as a this pivot, will be class. This will be class. As a pivot, like you say, it was disappointing when the news broke regarding the you know every generation of the bloodline acknowledgement ceremony. But at the end of the day, uh, Afrin Seeker not ready to travel and get well soon to Rikishi. Um, yeah, this is this is not a bad uh, exchange, is it? Let's be honest. No, um, it's I really inspired actually. Yeah, I think this is like every week. There's a you know, like how when the bloodline are all out there and you can kind of enjoy the facial expressions of every member because at this point the story's been so well told and all the characterizations are clear. That's, we kind of touched on this on the SmackDown thing, that allows for changes like this because it's believable. There's a lot of scenarios where it's believable and it inspires a bit of creativity. I don't know if that might have impacted the SmackDown segment once they knew that wasn't going to be the case, but it made it better. Like mm-hmm. just having Kevin Owens come and wreck him and get the advantage made him look like a smart baby face and... It's rare that people land that many blows on the blue line all in one go, and especially Roman Reigns. So it kind of, even if that wasn't the plan, that's justified the trial more than it ever would have justified this bloodline celebration. So I really quite like it, and it does. Good, it's we have say they do it all the time. Good creativity at one end inspires more when you don't know what's going to happen. I f- have faith that this will go well because they've given me loads of evidence to suggest they know what they're doing with this story. The trial, like Roman Reigns, I don't, I don't think they're going to go as daft as like judges' wig cape. But I could see a gavel. I could see a podium. I could see the Usos and Solo and Paul Heyman forced to stand on like a juror's bench. I think, <laughs> I think there's a line you can walk up to with the semantic field of a courtroom without making Roman Reigns look completely stupid. You've had a brainwave. I've had a brainwave, which contradicts my actual prediction, but this is something they could do. Trial. If a trial doesn't go well for you, where do you go? Jail. The Uso Penitentiary. Hey. Correct. They could just beat his ass. They could just kill him. I know a thing or two about going to jail. Isn't that right, Rhea Ripley, my mommy? <laughs> they could do yeah. that. That could be why they've done the trial. The trial. Well, they've got ex-condom in the match. Oh, my God. Deft. <laughs> it's, it's dovetailing. It's dovetailing. Booking. I genuinely feel a little bit sick. <laughs> I say this every time on every SmackDown preview. And it's Don't worry, like, Road Dog's going to be nowhere near this. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, uh, not yeah. He always kicks that shit in it doggy style. He so does. If you, know, you need a character witness for Sami Zayn, maybe they'll call some people like that to vouch for his character. <laughs> Afrin Seeker. Off the, like, the Legends lineup. Ron Simmons is always a massive Sami Zayn fan. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... I'm scared to watch this because, like you say, in all likelihood, they will gaslight him a lot further so that, in the end, Kevin Owens loses the title match at the uh, Royal Rumble. Stuff happens with Sami Zayn, possibly in the Royal Rumble, involving the rest of the bloodline. 
And in reality, the split happens in the coming weeks on the road to elimination chamber. But they could also be like, pull the trigger on that tonight. It's going to be one of the most watched roars of the year, probably. And people will want to find out what happens after that. And if he's out of the picture for the rumble, et cetera, et cetera. They could reach an inconclusive verdict, just to give you option C here. They could reach an inconclusive verdict with the idea being, go on, Sammy, interfere in the match and don't bollocks it up. Um, with the idea being that, right, okay. And then they could build the Rumble match with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens by gently suggesting to Sami Zayn, like, look, you've been an honorary oos for a long, long time. And don't say it out loud, but it's WWE, so the will. <laughs> yeah. If you make the right call at the Royal Rumble, that honorary title will go away. And then he interferes in Roman's favor and becomes Sami Uso, but then it's very close to Montreal. Look, this is the most unpredictable. I told you so- that honorary title was going to go away. Like, you're nothing at all. Yeah. It just leads the whole thing. Yeah. Like, There's loads easy. that can do with this. Yep. Absolutely loads. And we're heading into crunch season in terms mm. of making the matches and doing the full blown turns. So they've got me on the hook for this. And I'm the one who hates this Fed. <laughs> this is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You mentioned um, Intercontinental Champion Gunther. Gunther. On SmackDown. And then on the other side, uh, you've got Austin Theory, US Champion. He's defending against Bobby Lashley tonight. Is he retaining it? Was well, this hurt business stuff again? Well, it's hurt business stuff regardless, isn't it? Because if Bobby Lashley loses, like, this is coming to an end, thank Christ. Austin Theory, United States champion, farting around with the same three or four guys is coming to an end, I think, I hope. Like, whatever Lashley might be doing in the near future with the hurt business, they might establish that at the rumble, but we're definitely going to get it going forward, and I need these people to be apart from one another. 
if he wins because of the Hurt Business, because of MVP revealing a new Hurt Business 2.0 with Omos and whoever else jacked up better than ever, then Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business are re-established with a belt already. I much prefer him losing because MV, like Bobby Lashley on his own, like so on his own, has said, you know what, thank you for getting me my job back. We'll shake hands on the past, but it doesn't mean I want a future with you. Mm-hmm. I like, I can make the logical leap from, I didn't think I did, but actually, maybe things aren't going as well for me as I would quite like. And you got me out of the jam last time. Maybe I need you, I need you to get me out of this one too. So it's not the worst thing for Austin Theory. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not particularly backing his run. But it's a canny big scalp, like to beat Bobby Lashley and to do it. Not even, he doesn't have to, it's a, he's a heel. He doesn't have to beat him clean as a sheet. But if he gets the win on the night and then Lashley can look and be like, hmm, like maybe what MVP's saying has been right and something else goes well for MVP. You know, like he's setting up the hurt business of the background. People are into it, regardless of what we sometimes say about it. People are into the reconstruction of this stable in some capacity or other. So I would quite like Lashley to lose. I think, I just think that's a stronger story. It's not always the one WWE tell. They get a bit afraid of beating people like Lashley because they think we're all idiots. And it's like, well, how can they have faith in him now? Whereas the people can be three-dimensional and they can see the wood for the trees sometimes. But that's how I would go with it. Ah, if you look at the different directions... Lashley needing the Hurt Business to get back on top. The reports of Theory and Cena working a match. It just feels like there's only one outcome because the one outcome splinters off into two separate directions. Yeah. One of which is something that about about 800 people on Reddit have been telling me for years now that is the way forward. And the other one will actually make money and be a real <laughs> thing and be a big-time match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think uh, in WWE, my WWE brain is telling me Austin Theory wins here and Bobby Lashley gets his heat back or gets to save a bit of face by hoying Austin Theory over the top rope on Saturday. That's eminently possible. It's yeah. just just simple stuff. And then, like you say, the, the, the potential of more hurt business stuff. Maybe with a change lineup. Who knows? Mm. Teasers and what have you, potentially, if you've been uh, really keeping a close eye on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Um, let's talk Becky and Bailey. Um, they're in a steel cage. And let's be honest, this feud has not gone the way many would have hoped when they saw it on paper. No. Um, gives me no pleasure to say it. I really love all three members of the stable, but damage Katara are ruining everything. <laughs> like, they ru- are bad. It's ruined Bailey's comeback. It's ruined your kind of enthusiasm for Dakota Kai and EO Sky. The tag belts are in no good shape whatsoever. This feels like a massive downgrade for Becky Lynch, and all they had to do was like find something for her to do mm. between a War Games comeback and the Royal Rumble. Just find something to do and keep her as one of the favorites. You forget she's been out for a while. Yeah, like she should have squandered had. it. Strong War Games, keep her strong for the Rumble because you want it to be a favorite. Just to divert your attention away from an ov- like again. I'm not complaining about an obvious winner. Rhea Ripley's awesome. They've done the work with Bianca Belair in one segment, and yet you're supposed to think. Well, Becky's a favourite, surely going in. I expect her to win as a result of that because you want her to look strong on a go-home angle. They've got to they've got to just, like, let the wrestlers wrestle, but it's a WWE steel cage match, so it's let the climbers climb. I, like, it's... I want to have faith that Becky Lynch and Bailey can wrestle something good from a very, very bad storyline, but I'm not sure this is the stipulation on night for it to happen. Uh, WWE steel cage matches are terrible, irrespective of the talent involved. The talent involved here is woefully miscast. It's absolutely engineered for Io Sky and Dakota Kai to interfere. Well, how is, can they? Sorry, this is steel cage. So well, <laughs> it will be explained. <laughs> it will be explained, uh-huh. Wilborn, by 
uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Jimmy. Kevin Patrick! Correct. Oh, sorry, my name. <laughs> it will be explained by Kevin Patrick. What? What's <laughs> <laughs> that noise? What? It's meant to be a steel cage to prevent their interference. <laughs> what? What? I can't believe this. It's a steel cage. And it's meant to Would you look at that? Would you look at that? It's meant to be a steel cage to prevent the interference. <laughs> and now there was two bloody women of... Appropriate night for him to be walking backstage and saying, I hear you're a racist now. <laughs> well, pick which one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's loads of them. Oh, it's a rotten backstage area, isn't it? More than that in a bit. More than that imminent. More than that imminently. (laughs) So, yeah, they'll get involved. Uh, But who wins? That's the the key question. Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. She goes, like, she wins. They do a big visual of her standing at the top of the steel cage, and it's like, will that be the same this sun? Like, she's going to point at a sign, etc. Like, they've got to. (laughs) She's, She's Becky Lynch, for Christ's sake. She's supposed to be babyface hope for this Royal Rumble. Like, we're all kind of rooting for Rhea Ripley, but now really, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. She's a bad yeah. right? You're supposed to want to see Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair go again in a rematch of a classic, uh, like the next chapter of an awesome story, etc. You're not going to get it, but that's kind of like what you what they want plenty of people to buy ahead of Saturday. The man, the man versus the man on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the go-home show for the Royal Rumble. Um, they're smashing it when it comes to Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight yeah. Yeah. in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. And we all know that the next step in that Eater of Worlds, Firefly Funhouse, what comes next in this sequence? That's Friday. That's for the SmackDown preview. Um, You're coming on that with us on Friday, Sage. Mm, yeah. it's, it's a pretty jacked up <laughs> show. Like, there's a lot happening for that one. So right now we've got that. We've got uh, the uh, Kevin Owens... Roman Reigns match, we've got the two Rumble matches, and we've got Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Is Uncle Howdy going to be part of the WWE Legends tonight? <laughs> my question to you. They brought in uh, Curtis Axel, and Miz is like, uh, where's the other member of the Miz Taraj? That famous beloved Raw trio, and then you just see Uncle Howdy's silhouette. Brainwave from oh Wilbur. Oh my God. What other title does Uncle Howdy go by? Bo Dallas. No, I mean, like, what's he, what's he, how does he... Goes to the man who sold the world. I guess Boss. everybody has a price. <laughs> That's what's going to be Uncle Howdy and uh, Ted DiBiase backstage talking about selling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they both have got the similar yeah. laugh with the holding the lapel and going... <laughs> well, like if a Theresa May, where people are, like, dropping fish on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look. I am excited for the trial of Sami Zayn. I'm excited for title matches and steel cage matches. But we all know what we're really here for. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Hopeless. Speaking of uh, legends, uh, (laughs) I'll run you through the list right now of the... Legends advertised for this show. Oh, God. The Undertaker. Ugh. Hulk Hogan. Ugh. The Berserker. Sean <laughs> Michaels. Ugh. Triple H. Ugh. Ric Flair. Ugh. Kurt Angle. Hey. Teddy Long. Ambivalent. Yeah. 
Jerry Lawler, Ugh. The Godfather, mm-hmm. X Pack, Ron Simmons, Damn, <laughs> Alundra Blaze, uh, Ted DiBiase, IRS, Jimmy Hart, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, yeah. what's he gonna yeah. sell me? <laughs> Real life story, the nicest guy. <laughs> what <laughs> happens, and more importantly, the game that we're here to play is uh, what? Well, who's hanging out backstage? Just talk, explain the lore okay, of this okay, game. Can we just decide something that the announced legends are going to do first? Yes. What is going to compel? So, like, Ron Simmons is going to be standing out with shot. Something's going to happen in a backstage skit mm-hmm. that's a bit weird or a bit wrong. And he's gonna come in, and they're gonna. And he's gonna like look disapprovingly or incredulously at the scene that's just played out before him, and then he's gonna say, "Damn, got it, <laughs> got it." IRS is gonna be seen lecturing somebody off screen about not paying their taxes, right? And you don't know who that person is. And then the camera, because it's WWE, like they were there the whole time. The camera pans out, and it's Uncle Howdy, right? And he's lecturing <laughs> Uncle Howdy about not paying his taxes. And then Ted DiBiase, the Money Inc. partner, is going to walk in at a shot and being like, Erwin, you're not lecturing your kids about getting into trouble with financial irregularities, are you? And then Ted DiBiase and IRS are going to share. No one looks at each other. Uncle Howdy's going to chuckle. And then Ron Simmons is going to walk in at a shot. And look Do you know why stuff. Uncle Howdy's Tony Atlas? Blow <laughs> 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 like this case wide open. And then Ron Simmons is going to say, damn, and everybody's going to Google what the Ted DiBiase reference was about. And just go, Ugh. I think that who's in the roster again? I'm gonna make the existing one. Ex condom could be quite a good day. Yeah, he could Damn. 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 My father Ray Mysterio has <laughs> abandoned me. Um Alpha Academy, I'm gonna do some of the Kurt Angle. Yeah. Give him the rub. It's the official babyface turn, that isn't it, basically. Yeah, that should launch that. Um, we can't get enough of this. Basically, we also did a what's what should happen. Yeah. Raw XXX. So listen to that as well. Little one two. That's gonna be an odd Dave. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. I forget who even exists on this. Oh, roster. Let me just get this roster page up. I can just skim through it, and you just tell me when to stop if you want. Yeah, actually. yeah. We'll build a skit around that. We've got another game as well with that, obviously. But I'm on the Raw page. Oh, gone too far. Stop for. That's <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> uh, Elias? Stop three. That is Elias. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the guitar strum. <laughs> um, oh, they'll pre-tape something, okay, where they'll build a bit where, I don't know, one of the legends, let's say it's Sergeant Slaughter, <laughs> says, uh, Elias... Where's your younger brother? Good. And then, because Kevin Owens has to be removed from all of this because yes. he's doing serious business. Somebody else, a heel, like a prelim comedy heel, like a mids, can oh. say, hang on, Corbin. hang on. Corbin, because he's going to be with JBL. Oh, Corbin. Uh. Yeah, yeah, so Corbin can come on the scene and says, don't be stupid, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid, Sergeant Slaughter. 
Ezekiel isn't a real person. It was Elias pretending to be him all along. But it's pre-taped so they can deploy some camera trickery. And then Elias can be in the same shot with the camera trickery as Ezekiel. And Corbin can go, what? And then Ezekiel and Elias can have a conversation. Have a dance off. <laughs> and they can drink. We'll save this stuff for the next yeah. bit. And then Ezekiel and Elias are in the same shot having a conversation through camera trickery. And then everyone's in bloody disbelief because uh, I didn't think they were the real, real people. They're, they're, this, they're actually different people. And then through camera trickery, <laughs> Ron Simmons can look at the two of them sharing the same screen. And then Ron <laughs> Simmons can go, Damn! For the same bit of camera trickery, as Ron Simmons looks on at them staring at the same screen, on the other side of the screen, can fruit come in? Formation of domination. <laughs> that would be incredible. That the would be Farouk hanging out with Elias. You've and then Ron Simmons shows up with Ezekiel. Oh, my God. You've made that's, it good. You've made good it actually bit. good. Pop quiz. Can you remember what Elias, yes, that character was still identical five years ago. Was, was doing, he? Was doing at Raw 25. <laughs> yeah, your first bit's right. And Undertaker stuff followed, so nothing to do with Taker. Nothing to do with Undertaker. He wasn't the one given the honor of getting his dick beaten in the dirt by DX. Sorry for that alliteration. People who do that are horrible. Um, Give you a clue. He was featured with somebody that could be classified as both a returning legend and a semi-regular performer. Road Dog. Not quite. I'll have a shout. He's in DX. Sorry, I forgot. That was yeah, his claim was to fame. Is he buried in the revival? <laughs> I don't know. He was backstage in a very short, notably, when I tell you who he was with. It's very four o'clock, by the way. That's all right. A little... <laughs> this is more fun than picking up my kids. Uh, a backstage in a very short segment with a returning from Japan... Chris Jericho, because they were both musical. And Jericho had his uh, Alpha Club t-shirt on, so really, like, Wrestling World, thank WWE for opening the forbidden door, actually. (laughs) Uh, Couldn't have looked any less arsed, and, like, most people took it as a bit of a burial. Like, I got Vince's approval before I worked Japan. We're kind of the last guys to do that. And I was like, well, I think he's fallen out with you because he's put you in a 30-second backstage bit with Elias. Can wear a stupid little t-shirt, though, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Just put four scarves over it. That's how it is. Yeah, did a little thing with Jericho, and then Jericho only did the greatest Royal Rumble, and he was out. Those were his last WWE The last days. I have a question. (laughs) Don't miss him. Genuine question about, before we get to the the proper game. Considering, as you mentioned, Royal 25 there. Worst show ever. Will The Undertaker got a promo, or will he just be backstage hanging around the punch bowl or something? See what a dickhead he looks like in that picture. Yeah, that was hilarious. Backwards hat. He looks like a dickhead in all pictures. Yeah, right, yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was me doing this. I don't think they want him to cut a promo because they want to sell tickets to his one-man shows. I said the same thing. If he does that, it'll be a spoiler to the terrible material. Bit of a uh, giveaway for a gag I wrote. Um, I did not call 10 terrible wrestling promos or some wrestlers want you to forget. And I did a bit about The Undertaker's Roll 25. Oh, we are talking about this the other day. Yeah, this. <laughs> in, God. In, in italics I wrote... Uh, in brackets, the following is paid content for the Undertaker's One Dead Man show. <laughs> then underneath I went, 
not just kidding, because Steve Austin in 1998 couldn't sell you on the idea of The Undertaker <laughs> telling stories about all about that time that he played dominoes uh, with the Godfather after making a terrified woman cry in wrestler's court. <laughs> he really has to consider that people are going to get chilled out of their, fleeced out of their cash, these terrible shows that I've heard the lapsed fan go in person yeah. and bury for being terrible. Three-footed, they went in that art. <laughs> it was great. Right. <laughs> I've become obsessed with the idea that, like, nothing to lose. Shawn Michaels could actually beat up The Undertaker at WrestleMania 14. Take me fists up all you want. I will die for this. Yes. I, I kind of think Shawn could take him. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, one final question before we get to the game. As many people who probably shouldn't be on this show, despite their legend status, simple yes or no will do here. Do they drag poor Titus O'Neil out there to make sure people don't boo Hulk Hogan too much, just like they did at WrestleMania? Yes, and I hope it doesn't work again. I Remember the Titus O'Neil thing in, during Vinsgate? Yep. Yeah. As bad, if not worse, than the Hogan. I think they will. Like, they've got all sorts of, like, sneaky things to do with Hogan. Remember when, like, Mean Gene Oakland died? Oh, my like, God. That's the one. That's the one. He was friends with Mean Gene. He's got to do his catchphrase. Otherwise, how can we possibly pay tribute to him? Like, yeah. Like, they'll come up with as many little tricks as they can with a bunch of these guys. <laughs> Flair as well. Jimmy Hart. Shout really uh, loud through the microphone. And we'll try and sweeten the audio as yeah. well. What's Flair going to do? Say woo. Yeah. I haven't got a ho train, but I've got a woo train. There's the godfather taking care of. They're not even, they never say ho. That's been like eradicated. Like, understandably so, I guess. But it's always like Steve Austin. Very good on them. Yeah. Or being forced to do that. But like, they've never really thought about how to like be creative instead. So like, I saw a trailer, I was watching something else on the network and just played a trailer of like Austin interviewing the Godfather for his broken school questions. It's like, get on the train, it's the Godfather. And it made me think he was like an NXT gimmick where he's a train driver. Braun Strowman. There you go, they're hanging out. Yeah. Right, finally, what have you you prepped here? I've already pressed the button. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, the aim of the game. (laughs) <laughs> Before we get to the name of the game. Hey, at least there's a women's match on this episode of WWE. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. One of our favorite things in What Culture Towers is uh, not watching these shows, but talking about watching these shows because ever since the pinnacle of nostalgia, which is Raw 1000 in 2012, these various Legends Nights, Raw's 22, <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of thing, there's always this incredibly fake party, and again, it doesn't really work, so I think Triple H might not do this as badly as Vince did. But, you know, what one can hope with our schadenfreude hearts, what tends to happen is that there's always a weird party where people are dancing. There is no music. They are drinking normal drink out of red cups. (laughs) There is no music. It's the weirdest party of all time. And apparently that if you ever worked for WWE, at any point in your career, you're just automatically friends. Yep. If you reach a certain age and you've retired for long enough, they just come to these gatherings and, hey, I worked for the WWF between 1987 and 1991. I'm automatically very good friends and I'm really happy to run into a diva from 2011. It's Michael Scott wanting to write an attempt to care about Ed Truck. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Like- so what we like to do, we watched Rob Van Dam, right? <laughs> he would have been bollocked as a slacker stoner by Sergeant Slaughter, be his mate, in a <laughs> segment that also featured the Hurricane and Kurt Angle. Just yes. four friends. <laughs> just mates. We're just normal men. <laughs> We're just normal men hanging out. We're mates, we are. So we've decided to... The time to 
It's time to play the game. Guess four incredibly disparate personalities that are somehow just going to be having a normal drink with no music. Love the normal drink keg. Yeah, the label, yeah. normal drink. Normal drink keg. <laughs> just having a vibe, ha- hanging out jug, backstage. Jug, jug, okay. Hanging out backstage. Who are your four people? Who are, they're just mates, so it's not really weird because they've made Tamflit. They're just mates. Well, I've gone deep into the era nobody watched because they're always some of the best ones. Like, it's like, how can they possibly X be with Y? I've taken two from this specific era. Uh, Joy Giovanni and Ricky Rally Towel Ortiz catching up because it's been so long since those guys, Ricky Ortiz spinning his towel around on a road. Obviously, if you've got Ricky Ortiz and your Rally Towel and your Joy Giovanni and you reminisce about the Diva Search, you want to be catching up with Axe. Demolition. <laughs> and what is tonight, if not a celebration of Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw. Like the longest open weekly episodic television show, USA Network, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to have to take somebody from one of Raw's most legendary, iconic, and fondly remembered matches, and somebody that can interact, who is also in that match with somebody on the main roster right now, Jackie Gator. <laughs> hey, Bradshaw, how's it going? Remember the good times? <laughs> That's my four. Well... I've gone for four, obviously. That's the, that's the game. Um, my four are okay. Who can remember? You look, you you, you catch up with old friends to remember mm-hmm. the good times. Oh yeah, but WWE, you catch up with friends to remember the no times. <laughs> you shared no times together. So I'm trying to think of two people who, the two people from that alumni page that I can be categorically certain not only shared no screen time together, mm-hmm. not only, right, came up in completely different eras of WWE, I'm convinced that two of these four have absolutely no awareness that the other one exists. <laughs> like, no awareness, right? Axana and Greg Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They've. If you ask Axana... Axana loves these parties. Yeah, she, she loves, loves them. them. She's got no idea who Greg Valentine is, and Greg Valentine's got no idea who Axana is. Yeah. So I can't wait for them to interact because I think it's going to happen. The more explicable, the more realistic. Mm-hmm. And the Hurricane and the Boogeyman. <laughs> Hurricane's guaranteed to be there because he's a producer. So yeah, you say, yeah, put yeah. your mask on, he twat. It was uh, stopping funny years and years ago, but so did we. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we worked together. Energy. And Boogeyman, big stupid gimmick character. Loves crisps. So he'd be good, yeah. for the, uh, good for the party. Uh, you've got more in common with the boogeyman. That is true. Than these three people. That live stream he did was quite relatable content. Like Doritos, please. <laughs> right, uh, I have the alumni page open in front of me. Uh, tell me when to stop. I'll, this has helped me pick my four. Uh, tell me when to stop, pamphlet. Stop. Picking on between one and four. Two. Savio Vega. Great. Great. Great like, start. If Brahart shows up, he'd be crying. Stop. Three. <laughs> well, that's guaranteed. Road Dog. Yeah, because he's a producer. Yeah. He comes cheap. Very, they very wrestle cheap. each other in the King of the Ring 995. He pays to be there. Road <laughs> like how WWE used to pay for TV time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road Dog pays for working hours. Uh, stop. One. Lillian Garcia. Good, like, good on brand for this sort of thing. Final one, Sage. Stop. Two. <laughs> He's not going to be busy. Jackson Riker uh, joining the backstage party. I hope not. Because how could you have a racist on Raw is XXX? (laughs) (laughs) Because he wasn't a star. 
Right, let us know your... It's all right if you're a star, apparently. Remember when Lillian Garcia went out of her way to help WWE out of a jam and Triple H bullied her on air? Yeah. Remember that? A massive arsehole who's cloud. not remotely dissimilar to Vince McMahon. Let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our SmackDown and Rampage reviews are available right now. And our review of this show, good luck, everyone, will drop into your feed tomorrow if you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy Raw is triple x and we will see you soon a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to health care it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 